Well, good afternoon. As I said to you, it's a real gift for us to be together today, and I certainly want to say welcome to all of us, especially if we have anybody joining us either for the first time today or the first time in a little while. If, uh, if you want to join me back into the gospel where we just were on page 7, I'd like to highlight just a few things that I think will help us appreciate a specific detail in the gospel that will, I believe, perhaps give us lots of encouragement in the story of our own lives. Page 7 in the bulletin. We're just there in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. Just heard it proclaimed, but I'd like to just lift up a specific line for you. We're going to start, as we look at the Gospel, with the third to last line. I believe it begins with the word Simon. I'm going to read it first. You can kind of read it along in silence. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. Everyone. Let's imagine that everyone on the island right now, whether they are at the, the gym for the basketball tournament today, whether they are at the beach right now, whether they are residents here or at their camp, let's imagine that everyone who is on the island at this moment walked in the church and was looking for you, everyone. How would, how, would, how would you react to that? How would that feel? Let's, uh, let's go to Memorial Day. Memorial Day, 4th of July weekend, Topham Rodeo, um, Labor Day, 26,000 plus people on the island. Let's imagine that all 26,000 plus people here, who are here in the peak times on the island were all looking for you, all at one time. How, how, how would you feel? I feel overwhelmed. I'm not quite sure how you would feel. I would feel absolutely overwhelmed. And imagine that it says everyone is looking for you. They're not just looking to look at you. They're looking intently at you. They, they want to listen to every word that you say. Many of them want to touch you. Just imagine that. I want to show you another line in the detail, okay? Let, let's go back to the gospel here. This is going to be the fourth line in the, in the gospel that's printed in the bulletin. It begins with the words, he approached. I'm, I'm sorry, it, it begins with the, the words, when it. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. Let's read that together out loud. You ready? Here we go. When it was evening, after sunset... They brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. When did they do this? Early in the morning when he's fresh? When did they do this? They did this at noon after he's had a little time to warm up in the morning? When it was evening, after sunset. What do most of us, most of us do when it's evening after sunset? Most of us are home. Most of us are having supper and Maybe you're going to watch a little TV. Maybe you've watched the news. Maybe you're on the phone with someone you love. Maybe you're kind of spinning through social media or whatever it is that you do with your evenings. You know, for most of us, when it's evening after sunset, we shut down the day. Now imagine this. Your day, when you are Jesus, everyone is looking for you. Everyone. Thousands of people. People are, are 
standing on trees to see you. People are, are pushing people out the way just to touch you. All day long, it's one thing after another. In today's gospel, it says that Jesus cast out demons. All day long, you're casting out evil. All day long, you are teaching thousands of people. All day. At the end of a day, when everyone's been looking for you, when the sun sets, and you just want to, like, go to take a break. You kind of settle into somebody's house. Today it's probably at Peter's house or where his mother-in-law is. And Jesus is sitting down. He's just relaxing like, whew. But but 10 to 15 people inside the house and they're in the kitchen and they're kind of getting things ready. Jesus is just catching his breath, right, all day long. It's been like a 14-hour day and everyone's been looking for you. And there's a knock on the door. And one of the apostles goes to the door. And you look outside the door, and the gospel said the whole town was outside. So you're Jesus. You've had a 14, 16-hour day. You're exhausted. And just when you're trying to eat supper, you go to the door, and there's like a 1,000 people, the whole town, 1,000 people right there. You know, we, we, we kind of fly over the gospel and, and some of those details, but I think one of the things that struck me this week as I was praying with the gospel is, what's it like for Jesus to do that every day? Every day. There have been seasons in my life where I feel like I've worked not that hard, but hard, and when it's evening after sunset, I've got nothing left to give. And there have been moments in my life where in the beauty of the priesthood, that phone call comes or someone knocks on the door or there's an appointment. And man, there's been moments in my life where I have had to give when I've got nothing left to give. And I wonder if you know what that's like. And let me unpack that a little bit. Some of us, when it, when it feels like you've got nothing left to give, some of us are trying to do that right now. Some of us are working a lot, right? The economy has hit us. It's certainly hit the island. This is an interesting time as we're getting ready for the summer season, but lots of different ways that people are trying to make ends meet right now, whether you're rebounding from Hurricane Zeta or just in the midst of COVID or just trying to deal with all the interesting parts of 2021. But sometimes physically, either as a parent or a grandparent, when you've got nothing left to give, sometimes you have to physically give more than what you think you can give. But I don't think that's the exhaustion for a lot of us. I think sometimes, and I'm not quite sure about you, but the hardest thing for me is for me to give relationally when I've got nothing left to give. I've got people in my life who, I think specifically, uh, 2020 just exposed the tension. I think the election r r exposed different ideologies and philosophies, and there's strained relationships in my life. 
and, 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 and it just seems like I've got nothing left to give. I'm not quite sure if you've ever been there with people. You've got no more forgiveness left to forgive. You've forgiven as much as you possibly can. You have no more patience. I'm not quite sure if you've ever been there relationally. You've given them not a, just a second chance, but maybe you've given somebody a 50-second chance, and you don't have any more chances left to give, and it just seems like you've got to give more. See, it can be exhausting relationally when you've got nothing left to give, and yet you still have to do it. It can also be the same sometimes with God. I look at God sometimes, and man, I've often heard it said that God never gives you more than you can handle. I'm not quite sure if God does that, but, but I do believe that sometimes life asks of us more than we can give, and sometimes you just look at God and like, I can't do anything else. I'm not, not quite sure if that's you, or maybe if you know someone like that. But man, when you've got nothing left to give, and you still have to give, what do you do? Because what he did, it says he rose early in the morning. Because even Jesus knew that when you got nothing left to give, God can give it through you when you don't have anything yourself. I can't, you can, and you promised. Say that with me. I can't, you can, and you promised. One more time, ready? I can't, you can, and you promised. Hey, when you've got nothing left to give, physically, relationally, in life. Don't try to give. Depend on Him. Just look at Him and say, hey, I can't do this. I know you can. And you know what? You promised that you would be here for me when I need you. When we've got nothing left to give and we have to give, I can't. You can and you promised. He never got tired of those days. He always kept giving. Every day, day in, day out. And it just got worse as time went on, right? As the three years of his public ministry were just kind of grew, the crowds grew. He always gave because he relied on his Father and the Father always came through. And when we can't, we got nothing left to give. Just look at him. I can't. You can and you promised. Every time that I've done that, it's, it's always led to just quiet little miracles of what's possible. And every time I've tried to rely on me, it's exhausted me, it hasn't borne fruit. And I've just, I know what it's like personally to have nothing left to give. And I know what it's like personally for God to do it through us. And when you reach that point where you've got nothing left to give, just remember, I can't, you can, and you promised. Amen?